This is Scott Vanderplue, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 33. Thank you for joining me once more for all things AE as we take the written word and bring it to voice audio through this podcast. We'll be discussing the events of the last month on the Artist Edition Index, which can be found at aeindex.org and on Facebook at Facebook slash Artist Edition Index and on Twitter at aeindex. All right. You know, the uh, things have really slowed down with the Artist Edition world. I was just talking at uh, my local comic shop with the manager and uh, talking about how previous years, you know, we had 17 volumes, 14 volumes, 18 volumes. And this year, I think we may finish with six or less. That's just the way it's going. And then uh, with that less books being solicited, less books being released, that means I have less things to write about. So there's a bit of a downturn for the podcast for the website. So I'm almost uh, limited to uh, one post a week, <clears throat> trying to come up with more, but uh, it's hard when there's no new material to talk about. So I'm uh, rehashing <coughs> old material, and in, uh, in that I, I like to try and update <coughs> the existing reviews. Over the last year and a half, I went back and retook the photos on every review, and that's all been updated on the site. And now uh, <coughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing with the logistics of doing a, uh, a walkthrough videos uh, for all the reviews as well of the books that have been reviewed. <coughs> I'll be starting that next week, maybe this weekend. Just got to get the get the camera set up and uh, figure out where and how I'm going to shoot these videos, and then go from there. And that's one of the promises I made on my Patreon is that when I reached a certain dollar amount, I would start doing videos. And then actually, the funny thing is when I, my next goal was, uh, that was the $50 mark. When I reached the $100 mark, I said I'd uh, redo all the, the uh, I'd get a better camera set up and retake all the uh, pictures, which I've already done. So it's, a, you know, but as well, when we get to the $100 mark, um, I'll be giving away some artist editions. I've been uh, slowly and surely over the years gathering up extra volumes. When I see an amazing sale or have an opportunity to pick up a book cheap, I pick it up, I put it in the closet, and uh, I don't know what I'm up to. I'm up to about 12 at this point, so it's a good amount of extras, and like I said, when we get to the $100 mark, I'll start um, offering those up as prizes to our patrons. All right, let's get into... What has occurred in August of 2019 on the Arts Edition Index? Let's talk shipping changes first, because that's something that struck me. Today we had some very radical shipping changes. I wanted to address those. All right, let's look at... So the big news, two books that were scheduled for September have now been moved to February 26th, 2020. Those books are Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2, and James Cameron's The Abyss Artisan Edition, adapted by Michael W. Kaluta. Uh, those are both already moved. That Don Rosa book now, that's moving into uh, 
Well, that's going to be a year and a half overdue at that point. I don't even remember the initial solicitation date for the, the abyss. I think it was about six months ago. But that's really too bad. As well, we have some other changes. The John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition is moved from October 30th to October 2nd. Yay, moved up. So we'll see if that uh, actually happens. And then we have Spawn Vault Edition moved from uh, August 30th to September 4th. And Frank Thorne's Gideon Erotic Treasury Archival Edition moved from August 30th to To Be Determined. So what I thought would be a banner month for Artist Edition format books of August has turned out to get give us one with one in the first week of September and now that Gita I mean it was a Kickstarter first so I've been watching the Kickstarter page they haven't shipped out any yet so I would say I don't know maybe we'll see that book in October maybe November wait and see all we can say at this point those are the shipping changes uh, that can be found at the Artist Edition Index proper uh, go to index.org Click on the banner, Artist Edition Index, or click AE Index in the menu, and that will get you the our most read page on the website, which is uh, a link to every book. Uh, what's upcoming, what's come out, a, ma- a master list of every book that's shipped. That seems to be what the uh, what the fans want, so that's, that's our main page. All right, moving on from shipping changes, let's talk solicitations. So the previews came out last week. Uh, digitally, and the print version came out this week, and we had two AE format books solicited. Uh, let's go through them. Original art, Daniel Klaus Fantagraphics Studio Edition. Here's the blurb. Fantagraphics' latest studio edition turns the spotlight to the great Daniel Klaus, author of Ghost World, Patience, Wilson, David Boring, The Death Ray, Like a Velvet Glove, Cast in Iron, and many other books. This collection features over 120 pages of exact facsimiles of the original art, Add original size to best showcase the artist's cartooning process. Curated by Klaus himself, this career overview collects raw original pages from the very beginning, 1986's Lloyd Llewellyn, to his one-man anthology, Eight Ball, and up through his best-selling 2016 graphic novel, Patience. Plus new covers, end papers, notes, and more by Klaus himself, including five pages of a never-before-published aborted graphic novel. Solicitation date is November 13th, 2019. It's 15 by 22 inches. Which is interesting. I didn't realize he worked that on the double size there. 154 pages, 175 US. Now, this has book has had several n- names. It was going to be, I, th- I saw Original Art, Daniel Klaus. I saw Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Daniel Klaus. I saw Daniel Klaus, Fantagraphic Studio Edition. And interestingly, it looks like they've just combined all of them to make a very long title. All right, the second book solicited in the AA format is Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artisan Edition. Walter Simonson's Mighty Thor Artisan Edition, collecting seven complete issues of Simonson's transcendent run on the Mighty Thor, including the groundbreaking first story arc that introduced Beta Ray Bill. Each page has been scanned through original art in Walter Simonson's personal archives, ensuring that these stories are presented as closely as possible to the actual hand-drawn artwork. While appearing to be in black and white, these pages have been meticulously scanned in color, so all the subtle nuances of the art are clearly visible from blue pencil notations, gradients in the ink, Plus more, all those wonderful things that make original art unique and beautiful. This is the best of both worlds, an art book that is also a thrilling comic book. All right, so that is 8 by 12 inches because it's an artisan edition, 176 pages, 49.99 US, soft cover. Um, just as a 
reminder, artist editions are smaller versions of, um, can be smaller versions of uh, already existing artist edition books. And that's what this is. If you'd like to see the contents and know more about the book, you can go to the site and read my review of the artist edition. And then that will tell you what's going to be this book, just a smaller size. All right, I got that up. And uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, when the digital previews hits, I post this. And then when the print one comes out, I'm able to normally get a PDF. And then I like to include with some extras on the solicitations page. So I update the solicitations page two, three times um, after it's up. So if you, if you, um, finally with um, links to places where you can buy the books, that's normally my third update. So if you pop on it, once go be sure to come back again and see the extras I add to it all right I had uh, reader mail this month in the form of a tweet um, somebody who follows me just started following me asked a question about a book stand and whether it would be suitable for artist editions and it was uh, it was quite a wide book stand. it was 23 inches wide and I forget how high it was but really it comes down to your personal preference if you think about a standard size artist edition, say uh, modern artwork, so it's going to be 12 by 17, uh, you open that up with an inch uh, spine, so now that's 12 plus 12 plus 1, right? It's 25 inches, so that's 25 inches wide, and then it's 17 inches high. So you get, do you need a reading stand to cover the, to hold up the entirety of the book? Probably not, but then if you get into the larger twice up artist editions, right, 15 by 22 inches, now we're talking about 45 inches wide and now a smaller reading stand may appear just too small for that material i have a reading stand uh, myself that i got at work and it's about 24 inches wide and i find it works great it, it holds up that's yeah, it's a square so it's it's two feet by two feet and i find it holds up uh, the twice ups just fine it's also got a ledge for reading so the book uh, it works pretty well. Otherwise, I mean, I do end up reading these on a flat table as well. Most of my editions that I've read, I just I read it at a desk or the or the table, just flat out in front of me, lifting it up as I look at the artwork. It always works. All right, moving along. No sales numbers of new books this month because no artist edition format book shipped in July. <laughs> So that puts us on to August, and we can talk about August's out-of-print sales. Um, let's do that. These are sales that occur on eBay, which is easy for me to track. I can look at the last month, look at sold listings, and uh, get the numbers. So I've been doing this for many years, so you can always go online and see uh, what has been out. You can look back. I kept meaning to graph these or maybe do a history, and then I thought, uh, they don't change that much. So I just haven't done it. All right, let's talk. Alien, the illustrated story, the original art edition. One copy sold, $72. So, a little undercover. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume 1 Artist Edition for $150. So that's a decent uh, bump on the price. One copy of Dave Gibbons Watchmen Artifact Edition for $139.99. One copy of Dave Stevens' Rocketeer Artist Edition, first print for $114.51. That's good savings compared to what that normally goes for. Two copies of David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil Boarding and Artist Edition for an average of $275. There's always that premium book, right? That is the one that is always a huge demand. 
Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, Arts Edition, one copy sold, $69.96. Bargain. Bargain, bargain. Two copies of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, for an average of $107.61. That is quite a bit below cover. Two copies of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula, Arts Edition, for $99.99 average. One copy of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man, Arts Edition, $99.99. Seeing a theme here. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition for one fifty. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for one fourteen ninety nine. Well undercover. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four: The World's The World's Greatest Artist Edition for one fifty nine ninety five. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition for one ten. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition for one hundred twenty five. So bang on cover there. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition for $137.99. Two copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes Artist Edition for $61.26 average. Wow, that is a, that's a great deal. And that is a wonderful book. One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man Artist Edition for $80. Again, wow. Some good deals here. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for $150. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition for $175. Wow. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Earth Edition, $90. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition, $77.79. So a bit of savings there. Three copies of Marvel Covers Earth Edition First Print, $114.96 average. One copy of Mike McNola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Earth Edition First Print, $100. One copy of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Earth Edition, $69.96. Good deal there as well. Two copies of Spawn Vault Edition, Volume 1, $362.50 average. I don't know what happened there. That is a huge increase over the cover price. I mean, sold out now. Wow, that's just a lot of money. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of Shield Artist Edition for $66. That's a bargain. Wow. One copy of Usagi Ujimbo, The Artist and Other Stories Gallery Edition for $175. Well above cover. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, which we just spoke about the Artist Edition, uh, $76. And two copies of Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition for an average of $134. One of my favorite all-time Artist Editions. Very nice. So those are the sales numbers. Let's talk the AE Index poll for this month. This month was Gold Key created comic books distributed to newsstands from 1962 to 1984. They worked with some of the best names in the business and had many successful IPs. Still around to this day, the stunning art and painting covers deserve the AE treatment. Which of these Gold Key titles deserves the AE treatment? So we had five choices. Buck Rogers by Al McWilliams. Doc Solar by Bob Fujitani. Magnus Robot Fighter by Russ Manning. Mighty Samson by Jack Abel. Turok, Son of Stone by Albert Gilotti. Gilletti. Gilletti. Uh-huh. All right. So the big winner here, carrying off 57.14% of the votes, Magnus Robot Fighter. Followed distantly, 16%, Doc Solar. Uh, Turok, Son of Stone, 11%. Buck Rogers, Alan Williams, 9%. Mighty Samson, Jack Abel, 4%. Wow. Then, uh... You know, those samples of the art, a lot of covers. Uh, there was a lot of covers on the Heritage. But, um, yeah, Gold Key at this period seemed to have one cover artist. I'm trying to remember what his name George Wilson. So there's quite a few George Wilson covers. 
If you pop on to uh, a index, you'll see that uh, the poll is always at the top of our page. It starts on the 15th of the month and runs to the end of the month. So I am a bit early on announcing you know, results, but you can always view the results anytime you want. You just click on and see results. But I don't think we'll get that many more votes before tonight when the polling wraps up. I always record the podcast last day of the month. And that's just what I'm doing today. All right. Wow. I am flying along here this month. I don't know what uh, I'm speaking faster than normal or I'm going to have to slow it down. I should talk about my Fan Expo experience. I had a con experience. I went to Fan Expo Canada, which was last weekend in uh, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, not Toronto, it's Toronto. You uh, Last T silent if you're a local. That's how you can always tell if somebody's a, a local Ontarian or um, a visitor. When I listen to the uh, podcast from uh, Americans, they always say Toronto. All right. Anyways. So a couple of creators were there that I was highly interested in. I really went for to see Juanio Garnito, which does not have an artist edition. Woe was to that. Who would not love a Black Sad artist edition? I mean, come on. Amazing. No, uh, I decided this year I did not want to haul any Ars editions. Stan Sky was there. I mean, I've got the two gallery editions. I thought, oh, these are so heavy and they're such a pain to carry. And then the con is really busy. And it's two hours from my house. I thought, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to go light this year. I went with my son. We took the, uh, we took the go train, which is a commuter train. And uh, it was a very relaxing experience. So I got to the con, wandered around, got a Guanyo Garnito. Commission, it's fairly nice. Uh, wandered everywhere and then came across a place that had some artist editions for half of U.S. cover. So for the, for those who are not in the know, in Canada right now, our Canadian dollar is terrible. Exchange rate's about 33, 30%. So on, you know, $100, we're paying on average 135 Canadian, say, plus tax. We have a 5% tax on books. So as you can see, that's not very good for book buying. I mean, the, all books are foreign anyway, so there's a, we're paying a markup on that U.S. cover price because of our poor dollar. So going to the show and finding a $125 book, you know, for half, $67.50, it's pretty great. So I was there wandering the booth, and I found two artist editions. Uh, it was the uh, John Wasima's uh, Silver Surfer Artist Edition and um, Yasagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories. So I could get both those two for 125 Canadian, which is, you know, um, 90 US, I want to say, 95 US. So that's quite a deal, as you can tell. So that all right, I'm gonna I I picked them up. I'm gonna add them to the uh, to my list of. Available extra artist editions. And of course, since it was the art Samurai, I immediately opened it up and went to see Stan Sky. He signed it for me. He offered, he said he'd do an amazing remark uh, illustration in it for me for $100, but I didn't want non commit to that. So he did a very nice Usagi drawing for me in the inside and signed it. So I was very happy with that. I swapped that out for my copy, my box copy at home. So that'll go in the archives. I, uh, f- I, yeah, I think I've talked before on the podcast and on the website about artists and what will they do for an artist edition. These artist editions now are the only books I bother getting signed. And even then, I, you know, I, I wonder if it's worth it or 
Um, it, it varies greatly, right? You could end up paying 10 or $20 just for a signature, or you can pay nothing and get an amazing illustration. So far, my best experience of all time is Mark Schultz, who did an amazing drawing in that Zinnazoak Tales artist edition. And my worst experience, I don't think I've had a worst experience, but uh, a lot of the artists just do a quick signature and that's it. Uh, I was in Detroit, I, I mean, you know, I... Yeah, just, I don't want to name names, but, uh, yeah, an artist will just quickly scribble a signature or, uh, or charge, you know, and then scribble a signature. So it's really up to you. Does it add, is it adding value to the book? Probably not. Is it adding, uh, an intrinsic value as a collector and reader? Maybe. I would probably say that, uh, I'm really only interested in artists who will draw in the book, who will give me an illustration. And again, here I am, you know, I'm looking for something for nothing. There's no question. But a reasonable price, uh, I would do a, a you know, a, a remark, I guess. No, eh, maybe not. I don't know. Tough call. All right. That's my con experience anyways. So Fan Expo, quite a few creators, not a lot of artist edition creators. So that was that. Uh, let's uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for a one-year Granito artist edition. And speaking of that, I mean, it's the, the foreign edition artist editions are what I'd really like to see. Uh, there is a market in Europe where they do the original art in the original language, but I, I just keep thinking, you know, surely uh, if we can get an artist edition that has no word balloons and they're adding the word balloons after, Graffiti's done it a bunch of times. Uh, now IDW has done it with that uh, Frank Cho Savage Wolverine. Then why can't we get foreign art and add English word balloons to it? I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? I, there's so much wonderful foreign art material that I'd like to see. I just I hope a publisher is willing to do this, or maybe maybe they're not. Maybe we really got to harass. I guess we'll wait and see. I, I'm jumping around here, but there was some news. There was a Steve Rude and Mike Barron Nexus uh, newspaper strips hardcover announced by uh, Dark Horse's uh, PR. And there'd be two editions. There's a standard hardcover, and then they announced a 12 by 17 artist edition. And I thought, whoa, hold the phone there. Why is Dark Horse announcing an artist edition of material? They have been using the term gallery edition for all their books since release. So I contacted their uh, PR manager and uh, she was kind enough to reply back and say, no, she's not aware of any change to the why they would use artist edition instead of gallery edition and she's going to look into and get back to me. I also asked and see if I could interview the editor of the book and, and uh, I'm waiting to hear back from her as well on that. So as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, there's less volumes available. I think maybe now there's more time and more opportunities to speak to creative teams and when I say creative teams it's not the artist that I'm interested in speaking with of the book I guess it's the production team the editor the person who scans or corrects the artwork if there is any uh, corrections to be done who's you know that kind of thing how the book got put together I think the the nuts and bolts the behind the scenes of these books I'd like to delve in a little bit more than that I've had a good relationship with Scott Dunbar with my questions and his answers and I really appreciate that and I was planning on going to New York this year. I had it all sort of set up and then everything fell apart. Unfortunately, just it, timing and everything doesn't work. I was going to finally get a chance to meet Scott Dunbeer in person. I was going to hopefully meet people from Graffiti, Dynamite, 
Dark Horse at the show because they're all represented there and try and get some, you know, put a put a face to my name um, and maybe establish some more contacts. So unfortunately that didn't happen and I still have yet to meet anybody in person that's producing artist editions except for the fine Wayne Allen Herald who I met and chatted with in Detroit. And uh, it was really great to put a face to a name. And he, you know, he said at first, he said, you know, it's so funny to to uh, to to see the voice because he listens to the podcast. So anyway, that's awesome. All right, look at let's look at our one review this month. Walter Simonson, Star Wars Artist Edition. Yes, that is Walter Simonson, not Walter Simonson's apostrophe s. So it's interesting to see with a Marvel book doing the drop in the apostrophe s that would you know in, in english language would you know can demote owner uh, ownership right so walter simonson's star wars so clearly they don't want disney lucasfilm did not want that uh message coming across for the book so it's just walter simonson star wars artist edition Here's the blurb. Comic legends Walter Simonson and Tom Palmer collaborated on a wonderful run of Star Wars comics in the early 1980s, before the release of The Empire Strikes Back. Like all artist editions, each page has been meticulously scanned from the original art, from the personal archives of both artists, and presented at 100% of actual size. It was released on August 7th, 2019. It's 12 by 17 inches, 144 pages, 125 US. And, uh... Available online. I've got some links there if you want to get it from Things Forbidden from Another World, Things from Another World, or Forbidden Planet. This book, uh, some new things going on with this. Uh, we have a cover designed by Serbco. I still have no confirmation that Serbco is Serban Krasnescu's company, or if it's just him, or is it a group. But we do have interior design by Claudia Chong. So that's new and exciting. So new art, new uh, designer to the IDW AE stable there. Edited as always by Scott Dunbar. And we've got one, two, three, four, six stories. Uh, Star Wars is 51, 52, 55, 56, 57, and 60. This is a nice, uh, nice flow of stories. All of but two of the pages are from the original art. So two, we got the enlargement scans. Looks like they, uh, you know, took the original art, made it black and white, and uh, cleaned it up. But looks the, the missing pages look nice. Uh, I found this book to be very clean, very clear, uh, no issues. Um, just really nice scans overall and presentation, the artwork. It is uh, it's interesting to see the art and to see how strong an inker Tom Palmer is. I'm, I've always found that. Um, I actually didn't appreciate his artwork much in the, I want to say the 80s maybe, when he was done Avengers. But uh, with this, it's, it's, it's striking to see how much of a presence he has as an inker on the art. Because you, uh, and you can see, you think, wow, when you look at some of them, you, it's hard to tell sometimes that it's Walter Simonson. Then you see... You know the um, the hair or the face or like the or an an, um, an action scene sort of a movement and you see oh yeah that's 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 all Simonson right there and the covers are included in these so when you see the cover you think oh yeah that's that's definitely Walter Simonson but um, and some it's interesting because some uh, it looks like Simonson shines through a little stronger than in other issues like issue sixty I thought was sort of Palmer's strongest issue where it's just so much Palmer. Uh, as opposed to looking more Simonish, and then it varies 
between those. Um, yeah, not a lot of uh, corrections on the pages. Art's, like I said, art's pretty clean. We do see some, I mean, there's some uh, correction fluid. Uh, not a lot of margin notes. Uh, not a lot of paste-ups. Just very clean, nice-looking artwork. Uh, extras? No, no extras. Uh, One-page bio of uh, Simonson. Would have really liked to see some addition. I would have liked to see a Palmer bio as well, because this is the first book which on the cover says, with Tom Palmer. So giving full credit to the inker here, which is nice. That's uh, like to see more of that with all these books. And uh, the design, you know, uh, Claudia Chong's design, I do, I do like it. She's um, so we've got uh, we've got the design shining through on the uh, on the coal from the table of contents, the frontispiece, um, chapter dividers, and um, she takes uh, an, a panel, uh, presents it, and then presents an enlarged uh, version of that panel behind it, and uh, it's it's a, it's a really nice effect. Uh, go for sure online and uh, look on our review and have a look at the images. There's many images. I'm just going to, uh, I've got 23 images, so that's a lot of pages you can check out. I did, uh, I didn't even realize till after I did the review that uh, I did the, uh, the box. My final image is always the box, and that's what I use for the featured image in the post, and I, I didn't realize the box is on an angle. I hadn't done that before. So that's, uh, I don't know if I'm going to leave it like that or not. But, uh, yeah, uh, nice book. And it's, you know, it's interesting to think of this slowdown of how um, art is being presented. Um, I mean, uh, how this these books are being presented and with the very different schedule now, uh, how much time we have to appreciate in between the books. There was, a, I mean, there's a period, there were so many coming out. I feel like I was just, you know, it was constant. I just had to get on the next one. And now you can really savor, which I guess most people are doing. I mean, I've talked about this before, but very few people are actually buying all of these. I am, yes. But that doesn't, uh, that doesn't mean that everybody is. I know myself and one other person on the, uh, the forum buys them all. I think other people just pick and choose. Red, uh, oh, I should look what number this is I think it's let me go to my master list and it is number 108 so 108 of these have been produced by all publishers yeah awesome I've just uh, you know I was, it just dawned on me as I read the so the Walter Simonson's the Mighty Thor Artisan edition it was interesting to read their blurb because it mentions uh, new, subtle nuances of the art are clearly visible. Blue pencil notations, gradients in the ink, plus more. I thought that I hadn't seen that term gradients before in a description outside of my own review. So it's interesting that the uh, I'm wondering if the the reviews are influencing the uh, solicitations for upcoming volumes. Interesting. I'll have to keep my eye on that. All right. Well, I don't want to toot my own horn too much. Maybe it could just be coincidence. All right, I think that wraps up for the show. Thank you for joining me for all things Artist Edition, or AE, as uh, the focus is. I'd like to oh, redirect you, as always, to back to the site. Uh, please check out aindex.org every week, every day, whatever meets your schedule. I have a newsletter that comes out every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern that catches up the week, and it's well worth subscribing to. encourage you to do that. Also, I would please encourage you to uh, support the site. You can become a patron for a dollar or more, whatever you'd like to do, a month. 
or if you're interested in buying the books, you can use my affiliate links for Things from Another World, Forbidden Planet, Amazon, A-Books, eBay, and all my links on the site are all affiliate links, so I make a little bit here and there, and it all helps for me to produce the books, you know, I, to buy the, to produce the books, to buy the books. I've been tracking uh, my purchases, I track, I track ins and outs, I've got a ledger. Uh, for the site, since I started the site in 2017, you know, what I've spent versus how much I've taken in. and I'm still nowhere near evening out, but the red is slowly reducing. And I'd like to thank everybody who supports me in that manner. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, I, you'll be hearing from me again next month.